No Content is a podcast hosted by Pixel and Kubo that brings you through the inner ramblings of whatever they want to talk about for roughly an hour. If you'd like to follow Pixel, you can check them out on Twitch at pixel underscore pusher 101 or on Twitter at pixel pusher 101. You can also follow Kubo at twitch.tv slash ryankubo, twitter.com slash ryankubo, instagram.com slash ryankubo, and youtube.com slash shigeos, S-H-I-G-E-O-S, Twitch TV, if you want to see VODs of any of the episodes. If you guys are not on audio or on a different type of audio, remember that we are on all audio platforms, including Spotify and iTunes. If you guys want to ever email us, you can email us at nocontentpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your insight onto the podcast, questions, or just fan mail of critiques or criticisms. You can also use the Fortnite creator code, Ryan Kubo, in all caps, R-Y-A-N-K-U-B-O, when you check out for any game on the Epic Creator Store, whether that be a game or through a microtransaction to help support this podcast. Also, check your show notes below or the description below, depending on where you're watching or listening to this podcast, to check out other podcasts that Kubo hosts as well. We hope you guys enjoy this episode. What's up, guys? How's it going? Pixel is here. I am here. Welcome back to the podcast, boys. Um, Before we really start, I want to just, you know, mention for the last time, probably in a while, if you are on audio listening to this on either Spotify, iTunes, or wherever it might be, um, I would highly recommend to go and check out our YouTube or our Twitch VODs. Um, because this is going to be a mostly visual podcast. We're going to play as much audio as we can, and there'll be a lot of discussions to have, but uh, it's going to be definitely a visual podcast. As you can see, Pixel and I, dressed for the occasion, Pixel in a gray gray uh, shirt. I am also in a gray shirt and my jacket on as well, because uh, it's the last episode of the year, boys. I think it's going to be the last episode of the year. I don't know. Maybe I'm technically free next week <laughs> on Monday, but I we mean, say it's the last. we say it's the last, but we'll see. But I think it's the most important episode um, that we have or whatever for this year, which is um, just an episode to come together and kind of reflect on the last, uh, I guess, year of this podcast or whatever. Coincidentally, yeah. it's actually our 40th episode. Wow. which I thought was pretty cool. Um, so, awesome. yeah, this whole episode is just going to be talking about our, I guess, our 2019, I guess kind of a little bit, um, the podcast's 2019, and mostly just Twitch stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Also, side note for anyone who's watching or listening, uh, after this episode, oh, it's going to be live <laughs> when you guys are, <laughs> it's going to be up by the time you hear this, but uh, there will be show notes to all the links and all the stuff we talked about. So there's actually show notes for once for this podcast or whatever, uh, <laughs> which is crazy. But uh, what's up, man? What's up? That's Decade's nice. almost over, dude. Yeah. I, whoa. Yeah, you're right. The decade, decade is almost, is almost over. over. 2020 in a couple 2020, weeks. man. How's that feel for you? Oh man, it is flying by way too fast. What, I don't like this. What were you what were you doing ten years ago in two thousand nine? I was a year out of high school and I had no clue what I wanted to do in my life. I was still discovering myself and figuring those things out, you know? <laughs> what were you what were you up to in two thousand nine, man? I had just graduated college, actually. Wow, okay. And I started my first job. I moved away from the family and I was living wow. in another state by myself. And crazy. I barely knew anybody. That's crazy. And I was just kind of like starting my life. That's crazy. That's crazy. 
And now 10, ten years, years later, and we're just starting our lives still. <laughs> I still don't know what I'm I doing. I still don't know what the heck I'm doing. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, man, I think I had my Twitter account back then for about two years, I want to say, at that point. Um, I made my Twitch account in 2011 or whatever, which is pretty crazy to think about as well Justin during this TV, past yeah, decade. Yeah. Justin TV, boy. Uh, also, tomorrow's my two-year anniversary for uh, subbing to some people I moderate for, too, as well. So that's nice. pretty. So it's just kind of very. Everything coincidentally has, uh, you know, has come through or whatever for the last like uh, year, which is kind of, or like the last uh, ten, 10 years, which is kind of crazy. A lot of stuff has changed uh, in my yeah, life yeah. personally um, uh, that I've disclosed to friends and to you uh, on this podcast or whatever. But a lot of things have changed in the last 10 years for me, which is uh, something that I didn't foresee. But I think for the better. I think for the better. Um, mm -hmm. I think obviously Twitch was a pretty big impact in both our lives or whatever. Oh, um, yeah, for sure. Who was the first streamer you ever like? Like, how did you get into Twitch, and how, what was the first stream you ever watched? Ooh, um, do you remember? Well, if count, huh? If we count yeah. uh, Justin TV, I actually joined Justin TV back in two thousand nine. Oh snap! Do you have that account still? Uh, yes. Well, it transferred over. Yeah, I still oh, okay. have that account. But it's it's not the one that I uh, currently have. Gotcha. Because uh, the name that I signed up with um, was like completely unpronounceable, unpronounceable by anybody on Twitch. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna retire this and just like start over. And so I came up with this one. Okay, but, um, fair. Hold on one sec. Keep like going, keep going. I'm ago. trying to mute something. This this podcast. Oh no, no! I could have been impressive. I could have been impressive. I could have been impressive. Hold on. Sorry, this podcast is gonna be really scuffed, guys. I'm just gonna let you know that it's gonna be hella scuffed. I'm just I'm just oh, warning no. everyone there that's gonna be scuffed. I'm sorry, I bled your ears. I had to adjust something. Okay, I'm so sorry. Continue, continue. Oh no. Yeah. So it transferred okay, over. So, yeah. So like ten years ago, I was watching um StarCraft two actually on Twitch. Yeah, um, yeah. Twitch, just on TV. Mm. Um, because. That was mainly the only esports around it, and you know it was like a fledgling thing in the U.S. Yeah, like before that, it was just like something that was done in Korea. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a thing in the U.S. And yeah. so I was like really interested in this whole esports thing because like I want to see some competitive scenes. I want to see some really cool like uh, players just playing at the top of their game. Yeah, and so um, at the time, I believe I was watching like Day Nine and of course, like, yeah. Uh, other like people who are now casters, I think Artosis probably. Probably Artosis, Tasteless. Yeah. Um, yeah. So those were like the people that I was watching then, and like Justin TV had a terrible UI. Was, oh, like, I don't even remember it. I don't. I barely remember it. It was bad though. Yeah, it was bad. Like, if can you, like can you imagine like it was this like little window the size of like uh, like four by four inches. <laughs> it was, like this tiny little thing. Yeah. You barely see the action and like it was um it was just a really really interesting experience their like, emotes were awful do you remember their emotes they were like myspace yeah. like emojis or whatever and there <laughs> used to be like this banner that used to be on top of justin tv and myspace and it would be this little emoji waving it was like a smiley face and it would wave and it would just go hi hi whenever like you I moused over it. do you remember those ads that were like they were flash ads but you could play a little game like on the yes. banner and interact with them. That was yeah, one of them. Yeah. It was like when you scrolled over, it was like this little emoji. It's like, hi. And you can like click it and it would like, you could like poke it or whatever, like Clippy from Microsoft Word. Like it was awful. The banner ads were awful too. Bite. Yeah. Hi. Yes. Like every hi. time. Oh, <laughs> so, that's actually like, like cringe a little bit. Like, uh, those, are, those are good times, man. Um, so who was the first person you, you watched on Twitch? Or you don't have to name them, I guess, if you don't want to. Or like, 
Um, no, it's okay. Yeah, who's the first um, person? Let's 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 start shouting out Twitches on this podcast. Sure, like, yeah. So, um, so for a while, I actually stopped watching Justin TV because like I I kind of just like uh, lost interest in a while. For sure. But, yeah. Uh, Twitch when it came back around 2013, I just kind of heard of, of it, like just you know people talking about it and i started watching seriously in 2014 mm. and i actually started watching uh hearthstone players okay. because you know this is a game that i was kind of uh wanting to get into because you know i, I loved blizzard games at the time and so i was like oh you know what i'm gonna give it a shot i think i, I kind of want to do something like on the side just kind of playing some new game and so i started looking like through uh people playing hearthstone and um i can't remember who the first person i watched was i think it might have been like Raynad or Trump mm. or yeah, when they were like big dogs back then, they still are in yeah. their own regards in different ways, though. But yeah, yeah, Crypt to a lesser extent. I think those were like more like those were the main streamers mm -hmm. that I was watching for a while, mm -hmm. and I was just like you know just learning the game, just kind of like that's cool figuring things out. Like it was like pretty cool. Yeah, um, so that was like the main. But... That was like the person that really got like that was the reason why you got into Twitch. Yeah, yeah, I I think so. Those are the people wow. that I just like regularly kept watching, and I was like, you know what, I'm really kind of enjoying this Twitch experience. You know, like it, yeah, you know what, and and you know what, I'll, I'll even say it. Like people got me with the stupid gray face meme. <laughs> gray face, no space. I'm like gray face, like, no space like, equals. Why isn't it working? Oh my gosh, that was so good, man. Twitch <laughs> oh, was so what? different back then. Um, I think for me it was like kind of the same way. I used to watch uh, like StarCraft and stuff. And uh, this game came out called League of Legends. And uh, back then, I was still a PC, or I was still a console player. And I, I had a PC, but it wasn't very good. And my friends told me that I should start playing League of Legends. And uh, I ended up installing it on my Mac when it came out for Macintosh or whatever. And that's how I got this really rare skin, by the way, that's valued at like super high. It's like $2,000 or something on my League wow. account. Because it's, it's called iBlitzcrank after like the iPod. And it's like Blitzcrank, mm -hmm. but he's like solid white and looks kind of like a iPod classic. Um, super rare because you could only get it during like a couple of weeks or something like that when you logged into the game or created a new account on a Macintosh or something mm. like that. I was like, remember like they used to give Tristana away for free <laughs> if you like liked their Facebook? Oh, oh if you like liked their oh, Facebook or something or yeah, follow yeah, their yeah. Twitter or something like yeah, it's kind of like that, but you had to do it on a Macintosh. Like you had to install the client or something. Anyway. Um, so actually the first streamer I ever watched, cause, uh, my friends were like, you should watch this thing called Twitch. It like, you can watch these people with, like gameplay and stuff like that. Um, and the first person that someone recommended it to me was actually Scara. Um, mm. Scara back then had a lot of viewers, uh, I think, um, 20 K viewers sometimes whenever he was streaming, he was on team Dignitas. And, uh, I just, I just distinctly remember my friend just being like, oh, you sh you would really like Scara. And I was like, oh, why? And he's like, he's just like this really lovable guy. He doesn't get salty. He's very analytical. He's just like a nice dude. Like you just want to give him a hug. Like that's, just, I just remember that <laughs> so clearly about like the description of Scara. And, yeah. um, I think that's kind of, okay. So I watched for a bit with Scara. And then after that, um, I don't think I watched Twitch for a while, actually. Probably not until probably like a, a couple of years later, probably in 2012, 2013. Um, mm -hmm. And it was for World of Warcraft because I had gotten back into World of Warcraft and uh, I was watching YouTube videos on uh, on Warcraft PvP. And this one guy posted a video. It had like two or three million views. And on the bottom of the screen, it said, 
come to, come check out my channel. I'm streaming live today. It was like his first live stream, and it was mm. Wreckful. It was twitch.tv slash Wreckful. And uh, I, I went to his stream on the first day he started streaming, and it was hype. It was like he had 5,000, 7,000 viewers, no sub button, no ads. And I remember back then, like, he was the first person to do PayPal donations. And I think Twitch even confirmed this. He was the first person to do donations on his stream. Because back then, the way Twitch worked in, like, 2011 or, like, 2012 was that you could only run ads, on your stream, but you had to have, I think, above 500 viewers. So let's say you started your stream, you got 500 viewers, you could run ads, but then if it ever mm -hmm. dipped below 500, or if you came back the next day, you weren't able to run ads until you hit 500 viewers again. Ugh. And he, so he always had about six to 7,000. And I just, re I just remember him be, like doing the math on ads and stuff. And so he was like, just donate to my PayPal. And there was no stream labs. There was no stream alerts like there were today, et cetera. So like, you know, mm -hmm. like that's kind of like you, you'll see it sometimes in chat nowadays when people miss donations. But I just remember his chat would always be flooded with like, refresh PayPal. You missed my donation. You missed my donation. Like read my donation, blah, blah, blah. And he would have to like refresh PayPal and like manually read each and every single donation Wow. or whatever. And I just remember him being like one of the first people. And then I think from there, I went to Soda Poppin'. And then from there, probably just to whatever. Like, I don't remember anymore. But those are, like, kind of the three kind of people that kind of, like, got me really into Twitch. Wow. Or whatever, which is, like, of, pretty crazy, you know? It's kind of amazing that we look back and the first streamers that we watched are still around. Yeah. it's still it, doing their thing. It's, it's crazy to think. It's crazy to think about. And uh, I really do think, um, especially in the last couple of years on Twitch, that we are really going into that time where basically i would say that there there will be a time in the next five to six years where we are gonna forget about what it was like before twitch existed just like how youtube is just synonymous here and mm -hmm. i think that i don't know because twitch is so different from youtube uh because youtube is so much content creation but i think you know what we're seeing now a days especially is we're seeing the second wind of new content creators that have been brought to the platform or whatever. And I think well, we will get something um, like a Smosh or something for, or Ryan Higa, uh, something, you know, equivalent on Twitch, but for YouTube, you know? I think uh, it was said that since Smosh and Ryan Higa have been in the platform, they've never dropped out of, I think, the top 10 most subscribed mm -hmm. YouTube channels ever. Wow. on on the platform or something they've never like dropped out of it or something it's like top 20 or something they've always been like the top dogs and they're really just brands you know what i mean right and right. i feel like we're gonna we might see that with some of the ogs and then also some of the streamers that are coming up now or who have been coming up uh up for the next like for the last like two years i think we'll see that on twitch where yeah. like you know there'll always be these people that are going to be around for a while but we'll see the burnout factor is definitely a real thing on twitch for sure though it, so. it really is and I kind of have a hunch that a lot of people watching Twitch now are kind of in their younger years. And as they grow up, they'll have more disposable income mm. and they can afford to support their streamers that they watch. So I, I can see people sticking around for quite a bit because of that reason alone. Right. I mean, yeah, it's it's just one of those things where I'm really interested to see where Twitch, the platform is going to come uh, in the next year or so. Um I think the one downfall of Twitch, it, which is going to be like really hard to contest and like kind of figure out too, is that at the end of the day, 
um, when YouTube came out, it was so unique and so different. And it was owned by Google, or, or it wasn't at the time owned by Google, but eventually became owned by Google. And then it just kept like a power play with it. But, uh, you know, one of the things is with the internet age and stuff like that, and internet 2.0, I guess you could say, um, Twitch is in a different ballpark and a different timeline than everything else. So, um, mm -hmm. yeah, so we'll see what happens. Anyway, we don't really have any like the we don't really have any like show notes to go off or like uh, format to go off with this. We're just kind of <laughs> shooting it for about an hour, hour and a half, maybe. Um, and just kind of talking about everything Twitch related this year. So I don't know um, if there's anything if you want to start with a certain section pixel or you want me to just grab something or grab whatever uh, you think would be appropriate for the time or what. But I, I, I don't know. What, what do you think? Um, I was thinking about starting with like um, the really big headlines. Yeah, yeah, sure. Twitch. So like news and trends and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, for sure, for sure. Um, so yeah, let's 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 talk about it or whatever. Let's let's we can alternate be between the two or whatever. Um, kind of segueing from what I just said, you know, one of the big things that happened this year in 2019 is uh, the shakeup of Twitch streamers leaving the platform. I think this was something that was really really huge, and I think that this is something that we've covered quite a while. But I think that this will keep happening on the platform for sure, and for a while, I think it's going to happen. Um. It's weird. Uh, it's definitely weird. We had Ninja go to Mixer at the beginning of the year. Shroud went to Mixer. King Goliathin went to Mixer as well. Then Courage went to YouTube. And then finally we had Toast go to Facebook Gaming and Zero go to Facebook Gaming as well. I mean, what do you think about this all? I, I love the competition. I think it's great. But I don't know if it's actually ever hurt. Oh, uh, hurt uh, Twitch in general. I should also mention that um, it was also announced that Lyric, Tim the Tapman, and Dr. Lupo re-signed with Twitch and Nick Merckx all re-signed with Twitch, as in they'll exclusively stay on Twitch and stream on the platform as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm pretty sure they got a great deal from Twitch and uh, it really just kind of cemented their position as being one of the top streamers on this platform. Yeah. So, you know, great for them. But um, as far as all these other streamers moving off the platform, I think, I mean, I really, really want this to be... Um, a sort of competition you know I, I i'm always saying that like competition always makes platforms better yeah because it pushes each one of those things to be better it pushes twitch to be better right it pushes mixer facebook youtube all these other platforms to be better and so the only people that you know stand you know there's really no one who loses from competition right like everybody wins you know people watching get better service streamers will get better contracts it just it's just more of like is it gonna really affect anything though right like i could say the same thing about google fiber and look where that went it's done True. you know it's dead i don't know man it's it's hard especially some of these platforms it it's just like i want what i want is i want twitch 2.0 i want twitch 3.0 from mixer or facebook gaming or youtube but i'll say i still say it to this day it's the ex it's literally the only benefits of moving off platform that these other platforms have is hey we're not Twitch, which there has to be something more than that or pull or draw for me to be able to go to those platforms. You can't just be like, oh, we have the exact same things as Twitch, but we're smaller. So you can get partnered on our platforms mm -hmm. more like no one cares about that. You know what I mean? That's like saying like, oh, OK, you can become an NFL player. Or you can go to this medium sized mm -hmm. like amateur league, like, you know, football league or whatever and become a pro here. You know what I mean? Like it's right. and it's easier here. It's like, yeah, it's easier, but like you don't get the prestige. You don't get like the. Uh, clout that you get from being like a Twitch 
like being someone on Twitch. You know what I mean? Like, who cares? Right, you know what I mean? Right. I don't know. It's weird. I, they're definitely going for the long haul, though, like the long con. You know what I mean? They're not. Mm-hmm. This is definitely something that we'll see like four to five years from now being like affected. I don't think anything's going to happen now, though. You know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's like who knows what's going to happen in a few years i i feel like this is them trying to be like that big fish in a little pond you know it's going to be like they get all of the the upfront like investment into them and who knows like what's going to happen with streamers after them this is like a like a hail mary play oh yeah it's like yeah. this is companies investing as much as they possibly can in these really really huge names and hoping that it pays off later on but i think these companies need to realize that what may twitch what it is is kind of like the culture yeah it's people that stick around it's people creating a sense of community on there and it's not these big names you know it's it's oh heck no yeah it's honestly i think the memes are honestly like one of the bigger factors of people staying yeah like the earlier days of like radio kappa and stuff like that like call me a boomer man but i hate i i i start to dis detest twitch sometimes because it's so clean now and we and i think (laughs) i think the beauty of Twitch is just having all these communities that are just like they they're all like separate, but they all kind of intertwine with each other. But you can be in one community and just discover someone that like you've never heard of before. And it, I think that's just mm-hmm. the beauty of it. And it's not like sanitized sometimes, you know, if you want like a super normie sanitized stream, you can have that. If you want like the memes and the guy who jokes around, you can have that. If you want the intimate, intimate community, you can have that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, though, man, these other platforms seem so sanitized and Twitch is getting there, too, unfortunately. And that's just kind of the nature as the company grows or whatever. But I don't yeah, know. It's kind of like. It's kind of like uh, people forming bonds when you struggle, when you have like these kind of like things that you're dealing with, you kind of build like this sort of community and people just have like share in this, I don't know, this, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like people form bonds in these communities where it feels like a little bit more rough, a little bit more like the wild west. Yeah. Just kind of like being really memey and things like that. It's being the internet. That's what it's it is. The, it's, it's, it's the exactly. internet, right? It's, it's the internet. Like this is like the early days of the internet, and it's and you find like these little vestiges yeah. where you know people can be like that. Yeah, or like and Reddit, right? Like I say the same thing with like Reddit. Like you can have your communities that you're in, but you're still part of Reddit in a big picture. And there might be communities that you never even knew existed, and then all of a sudden you go, you know, you discover them. It's like a whole new world. It's crazy. And I love that about right, Twitch. Right. I just feel like on Mixer. Or all, the, all these other platforms, it's the same thing on every stream because they want to be so sanitized. Like you're not seeing, you know, some of these like like and I uh, just a preference this before we continue. Uh, we're we're gonna keep it super positive with this podcast as well with Twitch as well. So any of the name name drops that we have, because I'm just gonna name drop everyone because we're talking about news and stuff like that. All the names I'm saying in like a positive like good light before we get clipped out of context here. But it's like you're not sure. gonna you're not gonna go to Facebook Gaming and find a Greek God X. You know, like this lovable type of guy, like eccentric, goes into other people's streams, memes them, talks to them. You're not gonna find people like that. You know what I mean? On Facebook Gaming mm-hmm. or Mixer, I don't think you're not gonna find someone like Mizkif. You know what I mean? Who has like this core group of friends and can really bring people together and like joke around and stuff like that. You're not going to find a Hassan or a Destiny, a guy that's talking politics and debating politics with other Twitch streamers. You're not going to find a Raj Patel, right? Who does like these reality TV shows. It just feels so sanitized and clean and corporate on these other like platforms. And I don't know if they can ever take that away from Twitch. I just love Twitch in that sense, you know? Right. Yeah. There's definitely like a little rough 
edge to Twitch, you know, and you're not going to find the, uh, that kind of content anywhere else. That's for sure. Yeah. Like, it's, or Kit Boga it's even, like someone who's kind of normie like that, but then also like unique perspective. I don't think I would see him on Mixer yeah. or Facebook, you know? I don't know, you know? Yeah, might, maybe on YouTube. I mean, well, he is on YouTube, but like, yeah, like he kind of fits that sort of demographic. Yeah. Um, so I think he has a, a place here. And yeah, it just doesn't feel right for him to be on anything else. Yeah. You know, you know um, I was talking to a friend, uh, a friend's nephew came over here from... Uh, from Russia and he watches Twitch uh, a lot and he mostly speaks in Russian. It was just really interesting. I was like, Oh, so do you watch like XQC or do you watch like, I was like naming some pretty big streamers on that platform. Like, have you heard of Tim the Tatman or XQC? That's who I usually watch. And he's like, no, I've never heard of them. And it was kind of like mind blowing. Cause he's like, cause he only watches Russian streamers, obviously because he can't right. really speak English that well, but it's just really interesting that he's like, but have you heard of this guy? And this guy, I'm like, no, and he's like, Oh, they only speak Russian. And it's just really interesting. And I went to these guys streams and they have like tons of thousands upon thousands of viewers competing with like, you know, XQC or Tim, the Tatman or any of our top 100 streamers. Like they're in the top 100. It's just so interesting. You know what I mean? That like, that, right, like I right. said, like there's communities out there that like people have never heard of, you know, that they just don't know. Pepe laugh, but you know, it's great that they don't know. And I think that's like the beauty of it, you know? So I don't know. I don't know. I think Twitch is here to stay for a, a long time or whatever. Yeah, I think so too. I don't think it's going to go, going to go anywhere for sure. Um, you know, kind of jumping over to, um, some other stuff though, as well. Um, GTA RP dude, GTA five RP. It feels so long ago, but GTA five <laughs> RP had a resurgence this year. Um, Lyric went back to the game. I remember he reunited with the lean boys in GTA five or whatever. Uh, it mm -hmm. was great. We had, Oh man, it was so good. Um, I don't know, man, that game was so, uh, it was so fun and it's actually stayed in the top 10 most streamed games of 2019. Um, as, uh, as an RP, uh, as an RP, mostly RP or whatever. So it's still going strong. It's still going great or whatever um obviously it's not like the top top dog but it's still in the top 10 uh consistently um uh, year over year or at least month over month for uh 2019 or whatever so it's been a great trend um i don't know how much uh, did you watch a lot of rp i just remember a ton of people were doing it. i remember soda pop and got into it he was doing his own guy pretty much i remember tim the Tatman got uh, on uh gone in or whatever as dale from oklahoma selling jeans <laughs> like there was just so many <laughs> rp characters did you watch a lot or no, I didn't get to watch a lot. Mm. I mostly just heard the stories of what went on. Like, yeah. Just like from hearing it secondhand, like I was just amazed that all of these streamers were getting in on it. I just remember like they had a server where pretty much every big name streamer went on. Yeah. And no one could actually log on to that thing. No one could request like getting onto that thing because it was just jam packed with all these huge names. Yeah. And like it was for a while, they were creating some crazy content together. They were just like, I had never seen like this gathering of like streamers in one place outside of TwitchCon. Yeah, I think that was the beauty of it too. Is that like some people just run into like I don't know like Lyric or like Raj Patel. I remember like Pokimane was doing it or Poke Lols was doing it with Bob with Bog, uh, mm -hmm. Lily Peach who dabbled in it. I I just remember a lot of big streamer Kit Boga was in it as Edna or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah prune gang or whatever with vader was in there like just all so many people were just there and it was so funny when like they people would just run into each other and just kind of like interact with each other or whatever like gtrp was great and uh if you guys don't know the people who did the gtrp server the streamer one they are hard at work right now and they said early 2020 uh red dead redemption 2 rp servers mm -hmm. no pixel rp servers 
Um, so nice. that's going to be great as well, because uh, people are going to start making their ancestors <laughs> of their of the RP characters in Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, that's going to be fantastic. And that's going to be so, so good. And I, I can't oh, wait. I, yeah, I Outlaws, robbers, you know, sheriffs, <laughs> in Native Americans. It's going to be super, super good or whatever um, as well yeah, or whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, um, so I know GTRP came out this year. We had Sea of Thieves as well for briefly. I mean, everyone jumped on the Sea of Thieves hype. I think Summit was the guy who. Oh, you know what? This is kind of, this kind of goes twofold. But I remember um, what happened was this little game came out by this company that was supposed to revolutionize all of gaming. The MMO space was supposed to change. It was going to fall in love with MMO players. Minecraft players were going to love it. RP players were going to love it. And it was called Atlas. I knew you were going to say, <laughs> I knew you were going to say Atlas. The, the open world online exploration sensation. And it bombed so hard. I just remember oh, the customization man. was... You made the customization too free so everyone looked like an idiot. Um, I remember like just like so many glitches and bugs. Um, it was basically a yeah. reskinned uh, arc, wasn't it? Like, yeah, you could go into the developer menu, and it was basically just arc. People paid sixty bucks for that game. I'm just gonna throw that out there. And uh, I remember Summit. Uh, what I know Summit was streaming Sea of Thieves before that. People were playing Sea of Thieves before just to kind of get like used to playing uh, Atlas and stuff. And I just remember him just being like, this game is garbage. I'm going back to Sea of Thieves. And that kind of blew up the whole Sea of Thieves thing on Twitch mm -hmm. as well. I remember playing, I even played it a little bit and streamed it a little bit on stream where we're just messing with people in Sea of Thieves and stuff like that. Did you ever get to play Sea of Thieves or watch that on Twitch at all? I watched a little bit of it. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't get to play any of it. Um. I just couldn't I, I couldn't see myself playing it, but it was more like fun watching other people playing it. Right. So I think that was just like that was the fun for me. It was just watching people just kind of like role playing as pirates and just stealing chat chests and stuff like that. Right, right. So like, like yeah. I I thought it could have been really, really fun. Right. But it, I don't think it was for me. But it was just a lot of fun watching. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I think, um, you know, kind of switching over, uh, switching over, we're kind of just jumping all over the place or whatever. Sure. Um, I think, I think another thing that we should talk about just very briefly, cause we've hammered this subject in, in a lot or whatever, is there was a lot of band drama that happened this year. I think that as 2019, as Twitch, you know, last year, 2018, 2017, even we had the rise of Fortnite and we had the rise of Twitch kind of breaking into the mainstream media. We had the rise of Ninja. We had the rise of a ton of other people on the platform as well and kind of skyrocketed these no name people into pseudo celebrities, even more so than that, what they were before. And right, yeah. I think um, it with that we got a lot more eyeballs on the platform. And so we had a lot of band drama that happened. Uh, we've talked about this briefly or whatever, but I just kind of wanted to mention that because I know people are going to be like, well, why don't you talk about that? You know, we had, you know, mm -hmm. cat throwings and <laughs> cat feeding alcohol <laughs> and people saying bad things they shouldn't do and people getting banned for bad things. Um, yep. I think though, the most infamous band that we need to talk about for sure though, is Dr. Disrespect. And mm -hmm. the best, hands down, the best IRL stream I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> but Doc streaming E3 2019 in the bathroom. Oh, man. 
it was so good, and I think it honestly saved his Twitch career. I think after that happened, and then he was unbanned, he came back, you know what I mean? And the memes he did in his own chat and everything that happened, it was so good. I think Doc coming back was great. It was a great live stream. Did you catch the IRL stream at all? I caught a little bit of it. But man, I I wish I caught the entire thing because that like that was history being made right there. It was so I remember Jake and Bake sniped him too on his stream. Uh, that was good too <laughs> as well. It was great, man. It was so good. Like it was just, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like what you said, like about his, like saving his career. I I really think there's no such thing as bad publicity in right. that sense because he turned it around and he made himself like actually like a meme. He he kind of just became became the meme right just took it in and like it was actually kind of amazing to see that like transformation like he was able to take that horrible event and like turn it into something that was like really funny right exactly i mean i think that was like kind of the best the best part of it i just remember the stream just being so ridiculous and him like him starting it and like people would come up to him like ask for pictures and just be like hey man can uh can i get a can i get a picture and uh can i get a picture and he would just like walk up to them or whatever and just be and just like walk away like instantly or whatever and just be like (laughs) and just like take the picture and just walk away you know what i mean or like wouldn't even look at them or whatever or as i remember like 35 45 minutes into his irl stream he just was like, what the crap? Where are we? Why are we again? And he was like super pissed. Get me in this place or whatever. And he was just yelling at people and like trying to figure out like how to get into the place or whatever. And uh, oh, it was so good. So good. You know what I mean? I think he I think it created I think he just stuck to that Dr. Disrespect character so well, so, so well or whatever. And I think that's like some of the, like one of the most memorable things of, uh, you know, of uh meme wise uh of the year for sure is like dr disrespect uh having oh, to deal dealing with that as well um i think another thing that we need to talk about as well is um uh just kind of to mix it up a little bit we had classic wow came back this year had this year was really yeah. weird with video games and just remakes and stuff like that as well we had oh. a we had a bunch of new games or not even new games, but this year was the year of nostalgia for me. This year oh, was like yeah. classic. Wow. Came out. We had, um, just remakes Minecraft. of games. Minecraft reinsurgence 10 year anniversary came out was huge on the platform. Uh, recently we had halo finally come out for PC as well. So people have been streaming and playing that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. 2009 again. Yeah. It's like 2000. It's literally 2009 again. The top games are wow. Like Minecraft, call of duty halo like <laughs> yeah right um I, did you did you uh dabble in any of wow or anything like that pixel or uh what what did you think of like the whole thing or whatever i did a little bit of it i didn't get, really get into it just because like i don't really have the time to do like an mo anymore right but like i really wanted to get into it i remember watching like um streamers play the first day it came out right classic wow and just the servers people like couldn't get in like and as soon as people did get in they're just like rushing to get a get to 60 so they can start raiding like it was actually insane watching people just like progress so fast. and like get and like get back like get back into like the actual grind of the game or whatever yeah yeah and people were putting in like 24 hour days like sleeping four hours and getting back and doing another 24 hours again i'm like what is wrong with you guys yeah I go to sleep and then when I wake up, they're still streaming. Like, yeah. this, this went on for days. And I'm just like, 
you guys really love this game. This is like what WoW is all about. I salute you. <laughs> dude, it is. It's great. But man, dude, it was crazy to think about. Like, I don't know. It, it fell off pretty fast for me, to be honest. But it was great. You know, it was great playing it oh, for yeah. for what it was in, in those times or whatever. It's just, it's really hard for me to commit to an MMO, but I don't regret. I think I got to level 35, maybe 40 or whatever, mm -hmm. and kind of like did that or whatever, and then kind of was like, I don't know, it's over. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's it's done or whatever. But just talking, like just classic WoW uh, was great. Minecraft resur Resurgence was on a lot as well, too, that we should probably touch on as well. But that was mm -hmm. crazy. Um, just I felt like everyone had a server. Everyone had a stream mm -hmm. server. And then Keemstar yeah, hosted yeah. like a $20,000 tournament for it as well with like Minecraft Hunger Games and stuff like that. And so like that was pretty crazy as well. Did you dabble in Minecraft at all this year or play it this year because I of Twitch? Or... A little bit of it. Okay. With, by, yeah, solo like, with other people or? It was mostly solo. I downloaded some mods um, just to like tweak the game a little bit. I found, um, I think you told me about them, but they were mm. these... Um, these fundamental mods that kind of like redesigned the game to make it a little bit more um, challenging, a little right. bit more um, feed the beast, yeah, in depth, feed the beast. That's it. That was that's what it was called. And um, I, I played that for a little bit, and I got completely overwhelmed. I'm not yep. gonna lie, it, hap it happens a lot. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh no, this is like reading a 300 page manual on how to craft something. Yeah, and I'm like. Oh, no. It's definitely for the people who have done everything they can to Minecraft and want to just like, you know what I mean? And just like kind of want to yeah. just chill and like kind of do something bigger and better on the, you know, with the Minecraft section. But I feel like mm -hmm. there was a lot of Minecraft servers that popped up from streamers and there was like definitely a bunch of streamer servers that popped yeah, up yeah. or whatever. Um, it became like a, a community kind of thing. Like yeah. it wasn't just like, oh, it's like a, there's a Discord community, but then there's also a Minecraft community and people just kind of like did stuff together on there. Yeah. So it was definitely a way for just people to meet others from streamer communities. Yeah. I remember that a lot of streamers met each other for the first time on there. I, I remember watching a lot of offline TV and other people playing as well. And I think like uh, there was just some really interesting just like crossovers on the platform or whatever. But I think like Valkyrie was like the first that was like really the first time she ever like really played with everyone or whatever and yeah, like hung out yeah. with that we met Saikuno through those streams or whatever which i believe is like one of uh which is like i think your personal pick for like rising streamers for this year was Saikuno. Yeah, definitely one of my um, one of my topics yeah which we'll go into in a, in a little bit or whatever um we had like hot chubby angels kimmy like uh michaela um uh, uh, Nim all play Minecraft as well. Like we had these really interesting crossovers with poke lols and stuff like that. We just had these very interesting crossovers that happened through Minecraft or which I thought was really, really cool uh, mm -hmm. or whatever. Uh, you know, perfect timing on Twitch too, because about a week or two, I want to say before Minecraft blew up on Twitch, um, squad streaming came out on Twitch, their version of multi-streaming. And I think that was the most I ever saw people squad streaming. <laughs> or whatever I, I think that's a great little feature i wish that i could use it i wish one i had more friends who streamed on twitch in general consistently but two i wish i could mm -hmm. use the feature in general thing is once sure. i got get the feature i wouldn't be able to utilize it so uh you know right th there's yeah. that or whatever um speaking of also i guess this is technically in 2018 when it was released but really the news and the memes of it came out in 2019 so i put it in here or whatever but speaking of just games that were just super popular and stuff like that we also need to talk about a lot of the failures that happened on the platform and i think the biggest one that we can talk about which also gave bread other things from its disaster was artifact 
Artifact mm-hmm. came out last year, November 2018, but uh, technically started failing in 2019. And as of May 2019, the devs have posted one tweet since then saying that they are stopping support of the game to redo it and redesign the whole game. We've heard nothing since May. Um, so I wow. think that game is just DOA. Last time I checked, yeah, there was about 85 people playing or something. So uh, it's it was pretty bad. But the rise and fall of Artic- Artifact, um, I personally never played Artifact. Uh, I saw the gameplay for it, and I was not interested. Um, what about you, Pixel? Yeah. Artifact, what did you think? Same. I, I was watching someone play it, and I saw, like, the amount of time that went into each game, I was like, no, I'm not having this. This is, this is like, this is not my thing. This is like, this is a game that probably was not meant to be played on a PC. This was meant to be played on a board. Well, also like the actual... lead designer was Richard Garfield. So not shocking. It, exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I don't think that he was meant to create a game that was for a PC. This was like meant to be played sitting across from someone on t- on a tabletop. Right. This is an actual board game that was just like translated onto the PC and doesn't make any sense on it. Right. And it was watching these games were actually really, really boring. Dude, I was going to say the gameplay actually was really boring. Like it didn't look fun. It was like you put these pieces down, then they go, then you go, then they just kind of like collide with each other and it's like boom and they blow up. Like it looked boring. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like, you know, there was no. Um fun associated with it like with hearthstone you you see the entire board state in front of you but yeah with artifact you have three different boards and you can you can't see two of them as a viewer you want to see the other right. board states you can't do that so as a viewer you're getting only part of the information you're not getting all of it and it just didn't make it fun it was just not a fun game to watch i don't think it was a fun game to play just watching like how you played right like i i just it's, there was just so many like bad things about it on on so many different levels yeah i think also what kind of turned me off from it as well is like there were some things that were great about the game and some things that were really really bad that really shot itself in the foot and um you know one of the big things for me was like i really liked how you could actually just pay for the individual cards i wish more games were like that as well i think legends yes. of runeterra is going to be like that as well and you were able to pay for the own your own cards which is cool but then at the same time they did some things to the game that just didn't really make sense to me and i don't know which market they were trying to capture one of the big things they did was it did come with a 20 dollar price fee um it was a card mm-hmm. game in a sea of card games that were free to play that also came out super late compared to Hearthstone, Magic the Gathering, um, mm-hmm. Gwent even, um, they, which were all free to play. Uh, this game already had an asking price of 20 bucks just to right. play the game. Then after yeah. that, you had to buy cards on top of that, and there was no free-to-play modes. There was no casual mode. There ranked. There was no ranked mode, so I guess it was just casual mode i don't even know there was never any ranked mode um Mm -hmm. there was no way to unlock new cards by just playing the game you had to buy them and their Mm -hmm. drafting system which is what they were pushing as their competitive format once again you had to buy tickets tickets costed cost one dollar each you got i think five tickets or something for paying the twenty dollars uh to even play the game and but after you were done with those tickets if you didn't get three wins or more you were out of luck and you couldn't mm-hmm. play anymore. They did add, I think, too little, yeah. too late, Phantom Draft, which means it's free to play draft, but you don't get any earnings from that. And I think they did make it so you could 
disenchant um, extra cards to make more arena tickets as well. And they mm-hmm. eventually added a progression system with cosmetics, but it was all too little too late by then. That stuff should have been launched yeah. with the game. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think the, the decision to make this game, like, paid, like, from the get-go, like, I think that was just completely tone-deaf. That was a complete misunderstanding of what the landscape was for that kind of game. Yeah. When you have all of these other choices going free-to-play, you do not release a game that, you know, you charge players for. Like Especially a card game, at least. If you're going to oh, charge, yeah. make it so that it's charged and you get everything with, with all the cards with it. Like, do something like oh, like Overwatch. With Overwatch, you get the base game, you get all the maps, you get all the characters, you can just play the game, mm-hmm. but then there's options for cosmetics. Do that instead of this weird thing where it's like, it's not optional microtransactions mm-hmm. in a card game, especially. Just even in traditional paper card games, it's not optional to yeah. buy buy card packs you kind of have to buy them to keep up with the meta so i don't know what they were thinking with this it was ridiculous yeah. it's ridiculous like it's you you don't go out and like buy a, a you know i mean people try to liken it to uh magic where you buy like a starter kit or something like that like oh you get the rules in there you get like pre-made decks or whatever but again like i think that they were trying to make a game for a completely different medium and it does not make sense yeah which you know? which i understand fully but at the same time it just doesn't translate well to a digital format you know what i mean absolutely yeah it absolutely doesn't they weren't taking advantage of it and that's one of the issues that it failed right and like i think the monetization scheme people really clung to that that right. was like the major point that people were unhappy with like you know sure games can be unfun but like it was just like adding insult to injury that you had to pay for this unfun experience. Right. I, I think also just like beyond like beyond that or whatever, um, I remember they did like a tournament, like a beta tournament or something like that. And it just did oh, yeah. not look good. The beta tournament looked awful to me. Yeah. And I don't understand. Yeah, like I just remember watching that and being like question marking the whole time. Like the casters, like so the way they did it was about 300 people got in the beta before anyone else. They never had an open beta for this. It was only a closed beta with NDA, by the way. So the first mm-hmm. time it got out of NDA or whatever, they do this tournament where these people have been playing for at least, they said, seven to eight months. And they were casting this tournament as if everyone had the game and knew what was going on. I just remember watching yeah. the first match and they were just talking as if they they're like, oh, that's a really good play. He put the axe down and uh, he equipped it with uh, he equipped it with uh, Shargon's blah, blah, blah uh, trinket. That's really good. And didn't explain what the trinket did, who the heck axe was, why that was a good choice. It was so confusing. And I just remember watching yeah. that tournament. And it went from like 200,000 viewers. And I think by the end of it was down to like 6K viewers and it never recovered. It went on for three more days and I don't think it ever recovered. I think the second and third day they they did explain things more. But by then I was like, I'm, I don't care. This looks boring. This does not look fun. This is not interesting yeah. to me. Yeah, exactly. Like they, they alienated their viewers like in so many different ways. They're alienating them in just like, yep. like, oh, like check out this game. But let me not explain anything about it. Let me just show you how dumb you are by not explaining it. Yeah, exactly. Um, You know, and then one of the things that came from this, though, which is kind of crazy, is the rise of a new genre of game, which we don't see a lot, which was the Mm -hmm. auto battler genre. Uh, Dota Auto Chess came from this, a game that was made in Dota 2's mod client, which at one point had 2 million subscribers and over 150,000 
player uh player concurrent players at any given time which was insane um and which also gave the rise to a bunch of other spin-offs very very quickly uh as of this recording we have underlords from dota from the uh, valve um essentially what happened was long story short valve tried to hire the mod makers of auto chess and they said no and uh mm-hmm. i think they're called drodo studios and they're from china they ended up um, they ended up releasing their own auto chess, which is now on the Epic Game Store exclusively and on PC and mobile. Then, um, then there is Dota's version of auto chess, which is called Underlords, uh, which they created shortly after that. Uh, a little bit after that, we had the explosion of Team Fight Tactics, which was pretty huge, which was Riot's first game. Um, mm-hmm. out get new per- permanent game mode, which was in the League of Legends client. Uh, and then we uh, recently had the Hearthstone Battlegrounds, which is Hearthstone's version of auto chess as well. So it was it's it's been a pretty interesting, pretty huge genre that's kind of blown up. I think it's still definitely, though, a niche genre, though, for sure. It doesn't seem to have the wild success of MOBAs or something like that, but it's definitely a very impactful genre. And it's just kind of ironic that these like seven seven dudes who did mods <laughs> like we're able to o- overthrow like artifact like i don't know like if artifact was what auto chess was imagine how different this world would be oh man that'd be crazy it would be it would be really weird um but i, I don't think we should go over too much but i know that both pixel and i have our uh sentiments when it comes to auto ch- auto battler games or whatever uh, i've been really liking hearthstone battlegrounds and stuff but uh you know don't really dabble in them too much though yeah um same same here like but it's yeah. just, i just realized that it just wasn't for me and so i just kind of leave it leave it like that you know yeah. like there's a lot of games that aren't for me so and unfortunately auto battlers just aren't my thing right um moving on though kind of talking in the same spirit of auto chess one of the big things that happened uh, i guess in gaming in general and on twitch is in general is riot decided to finally use the s in their name and come out with multiple ips um which is ridiculous um apparently they had at the time of their announcement about four thousand employees just working on league and uh there's obviously other people playing with other other games but legends of runeterra was announced which was in beta a couple of times and i believe is going to be released before the end of 2020 um which they have a huge uh, crew working on and apparently they've been working on that game since before hearthstone uh, from yeah, from what I understand, uh, from like uh, article articles and interviews that have been uh, you know talked about or whatever, which is like kind of crazy. We've also had um, League of Legends Mobile came out, which we, we'll touch on mobile gaming in a while, but in a bit. But a lot of companies are making now mobile games uh, or companion apps of their own games or whatever. Uh, League of Legends Mobile, Path the Exile Mobile is coming out. Call of Duty Mobile was also a big one that came out this year as well. So we had all those come out. We had TFTs going to mobile. We have a first-person shooter called Project A or Project X. I forgot which one it was called. That's coming out from Riot as well. It's a first-person shooter that's coming out as well. We also have a Dark Soul-esque game coming out that was announced at game, the Video Game Awards this past uh, week or whatever. There's going to be yeah, a solo yeah. game that's coming out for them. I don't know. And then also some game they didn't really touch on, unfortunately. But some random game that looks kind of like an action RPG coming out from League of Le- from Riot mm-hmm. Games. I don't know. It's weird. There's like all of a sudden they're like, yeah, we... Uh... Oh, and a fighting game. And a fighting... How could we forget that? A fighting game from League of Le- or from Riot Games as well is coming out. So all of a sudden they just want to be like Blizzard and just have all these games come out. It's crazy. Dude, where's my league dating sim? All right. That's all I want, too. 
That's all like, I want. What do you what do you think about these announcements now that it's been a couple months since the hype and stuff like that? Do you think it, I don't know, man. Like it's really hard because Riot Games has always been League of Legends, and League of Legends has always been really light on the lore. Like I you know yeah. what I mean? But then I have friends who are younger than me who didn't grow up with WoW, and they'll say the same thing with like Overwatch or World of Warcraft or whatever, right? But they know all the mm-hmm. lore, all the details, all the movesets for like League of Legends. So maybe it's just our boomer coming out or it's just a different generation mm-hmm. of gamers coming out. But what do you think of these games that Riot's coming out with? Do you care? Do you want to try them? Do you think they'll have staying power? Um, we'll see. Like, I'll, I'll give them a shot just because, yeah. like, you know, I know that Riot is a huge company and they put a lot of effort into their games. There's a lot of production value that goes into them. Right. And so, like, I think I'll give it a shot. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll withhold judgment, but I am a little bit concerned that they're spreading themselves pretty thin because they have so many different games. 4,000 employees, I, buddy. I don't know. That's a, that's a lot of people, but I mean, like, that's still a lot of games, you know. Blizzard by themselves, they have like like two thousand, I think. And they also fired one third of their employees this year, so you know, there's that too. Yeah. Just saying. But like I'm just like I'm still like really concerned, like that they have so many projects going on that I don't know if they can give any one project the mm. attention it deserves. So right. I'm not really sure how it's going to work out. Maybe it'll work out fine, but like I'm just like blown away by how many different games they have all like concurrently being developed. Right. And I'm assuming they're probably going to be released at generally around the same time, maybe. Um, we'll see. I don't really know. Yeah. But um, who knows? Like, like I just I hope they don't release them at the same time because then they'll we'll start like uh, competing with each other and you know those kinds of things but... i mean i don't think that really matters i think that i think at the end of the day it's like with BattleNet. they don't really care if you're playing heroes or hearthstone or starcraft they just want you in their ecosystem right at the True. end of the day I, I don't know if that will matter that much uh i will say it's probably gonna some of these are probably gonna launch somewhat soon we don't have any release date on this i did get an email but if you guys didn't know um they're actually changing your login information for riot so I got an email that said that a Riot launcher is coming and that I needed to claim a new username for my Riot launcher. Huh. So now, like beforehand, you would just log in with your League account. Like you would put up in your League account and League password or whatever. But mm-hmm. I had to actually go to Riot and create like a login name for like mm-hmm. what's to become like a Riot launcher or whatever. It's really, really weird or whatever. But I remember like my username on League was taken, so I had to change something else. But then when I log into League, it's still like my own username uh, that I originally had or whatever. But like you can no longer log into your like your game with your like normal game or whatever, if that makes sense or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that that's like that's a thing. You know what I mean? Interesting. Okay. Which is like really, really interesting or whatever. Like so for like so for example, I don't like I don't really care whatever, but I made like I made mine like well, I'm, I won't say what exactly is, but I made my I made mine like Ryan Kubo 33, 34, 35 or something, right? Something random. I don't even know. Sorry if that's someone's username. And I need to log into League of Legends with that now. But then when I log into League of Legends with that, it still shows like my normal like display name that always was my League username. But I have to log in with like a completely different username. And they said this is to, for the future. This is going to be your permanent username for a launcher. So a launcher mm-hmm. is coming very, very soon, which I'm not surprised, but still. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, everybody's got their own launchers now. Um, which hopefully means the league launch will be better. But anyway, 
um, you know, one of the things also I kind of wanted to add to that is that um, one of the things that's been pretty well known about Le- uh, Riot Games internally, though, is that uh, there's been complaints from a lot of people where they'll be hired to be something on the League of Legends team and will always mm-hmm. be constantly be swapped around within the League of Legends team because they have too many employees. So you could be working on items like art for items or this or that. And then all of a sudden, you know, next month you're working on something completely different. You know what I mean? They've had multiple mm-hmm. t- people rotate in and out of balance and stuff like that all the time. And it's because they have so many employees. So it's probably a good thing that some of these people are probably being pulled off those projects and just like, hey, you're working on the shooter from now on. You're going to be these mm-hmm. shooter people. Or you're going to be this people. Or you're going to be that people. I think that's a good thing for sure. I think so too. Yeah. But it's, uh, still weird. It's yeah, interesting. It, it's it's still weird. still weird to see or whatever. Um, okay, I think that we kind of covered enough of the 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 news and kind of trends and stuff like that. I don't know if there's anything else that you wanted to talk about, uh, Pixel. If there's any topic uh, for Twitch trends or news that you want to talk about before we kind of move on to to other things. I think that was a good rundown of like the big things this year. Like that for was sure, a pretty good overview. For sure, for sure. Um, I think. Uh, now we're going to kind of move into kind of going into like a smaller picture or whatever is just uh, a bunch of stuff that came out this year that we personally liked. Maybe go into our rising streamers clips we liked and stuff, et cetera. Um, mm-hmm. But I think, you know, the 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 thing that uh, we touched on briefly at the very beginning of the show is uh, memes. And there was a lot mm-hmm. of good memes that came out this year, a lot of them in music. And I wanted to just kind of like listen to a couple of them or whatever. Um, just kind of like, you know, go over it. We can talk about the songs and stuff like that. And like what you think of like all of them. You know what I mean? Sure. sure. Um, so I think first song that we have to talk about, classic song or whatever, here is uh, You Got You Baited. <laughs> uh, we're going to play some of these on stream for you guys as long as we don't get DMCA'd. But classic song. I think the song came out like super early april 15th 2019 was when this song was created and this was pretty much rick the rick ashley version of getting rick rolled <laughs> but uh but but twitch or whatever and i think this song definitely is up there as like one of the songs um what what did you think about this song or what did you think about this meme this meme song or whatever that came out oh i really liked it it's really really catchy it's like this little jingle it just kind of like sticks in your head right it's like really fun um we, we we talked about this yesterday, but like it doesn't really mm. feel like a song, right? Know? Right. It doesn't it doesn't have like that full length sort of like feeling to it, um. And it's like you know it's like what thirty something seconds, right? It's, it's a jingle. It's like a commercial jingle. You know, I don't really I don't really see this as a really full fledged song. So fair enough. Kind of disappointing, but it's like you know it's it's fun. It's a fun little repetitive little jingle that sticks in your head. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And uh, this was made by Sorty Way, who uh, we'll be talking about a lot uh, on this po- or in this section, at least, of the podcast. Next one that I kind of wanted to go over uh, as well, uh, which is made by a guy named Coaster, Coaster Music, if you haven't heard him on YouTube or whatever. But he's, uh, he's pretty popular. He makes a lot of meme songs called Good One, Matt. This was a pretty good one as well, or whatever, where he takes uh, streams, uh, stream clips and, uh, you know, videos and stuff from there and just kind of mix these songs or whatever and i think this was a pretty good one this one also came out july 12th of this year or whatever it's called good one matt or whatever i thought it was pretty good <laughs> but uh yeah he made a he made a couple he last year he made sup y'all with asmongold oh yes. yeah yeah so same guy uh pretty catchy song man pretty catchy song <laughs> I'm trying to pause it at like a good place so it doesn't look awkward in like our frames or whatever. 
<laughs> but if if you, if you made like a uh, I don't know, it's just like a meme that came from uh, Miskiff's stream where whenever he made a joke, they would just say "good one, Matt." Because that's his real yeah, name, yeah. and then that kind of like evolved into like other stuff as well. So good song, uh, coaster music for this guy, by the way, as well on YouTube. If you want to check out his stuff, like I said, he made "Okay, Dude," uh, "It's True," I think by Trainwrecks. Uh, he made a couple of like really good songs. I don't know thoughts on this song as well, Pixel. The meme potential. What did you think? What do you think of it? You kind of have to like be like a part of the uh, community to really understand it, but like it's it's fun. They're like catchy little jingles, and it's kind of like. I don't know, infectious in a way. Right. It's just like you listen to it and it's like, oh, you're like really happy just like listening to it. Yeah, it's a really chill song. I actually like really, really like enjoyed it like surprisingly or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. I think another thing that we kind of have to touch about is TwitchCon happened this year. TwitchCon 2019. Ooh, yeah. And uh, I don't want to go oh, over man. everything that happened. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I just remember one thing. It was like, okay, so it's a combination of meme song. Mm. But the thing is, it wasn't created by anybody. Okay. It was a song that was released officially by a game okay what song artifact i am a doggy oh my gosh how yeah we forget this? i don't know wait how did that song come come about i don't know but people were just like listening to this song and like someone just said like um in chat like i am a doggy and then like i saw so, so some streamer who's listening like really really closely to it and i was like wait a second it is saying i am a doggy oh my gosh i think this is poke laws yeah this song yeah <laughs> I am a doggy. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> I am a doggy. I'm a doggy. It's so good. I was like, oh, I am a I doggy. Really like good song. job, artifact. Yeah, yeah. If, if one good thing about came this. out of Artifact, it's this <laughs> it's song. song. It's for sure. It's for sure this song. Um, no, good, good thing. Good thing we remembered that as well. I totally forgot that was from Artifact or whatever, to be honest. Um, but yeah, TwitchCon 2019 happened this year as well. Um, yeah. Don't really want to talk much about that or kind of we went over all the news and reviews on all the all this stuff. But uh, you know, it, it definitely made me want to go to TwitchCon 2020. I definitely will be going this year. I think maybe getting a three day pass. We'll see. But in some way. In some form, I will be there physically in person or whatever. And um, yeah, I, I think just kind of the beauty of TwitchCon every year is just all, once again, all the communities coming together or whatever. Um, we also have a song about it, too, which uh, we can we can briefly watch. Hopefully there's nothing banned on here or whatever. But we had a bunch of clips happening on here. But I think this was also made by Coaster Music. It was. It was also made by Coaster uh, Coaster. Uh, or Constera, sorry, I keep calling Coaster, but Constera music or whatever. But he made a song that kind of redid all of, kind of recapped all of TwitchCon 2019 or whatever. Oh man. I just want to play like a little bit of it because it, it repeats after a little bit. I think after here, but. Which one is that? But I think this kind of the music vibe in this and the clips kind of capture everything that had to do with TwitchCon this year or whatever, you know. And I think it was yeah, like a. Yeah. I think this was like a great a great song or whatever of like TwitchCon just like all all the all the memes and stuff that happened to TwitchCon 2019 or a great song. It's actually really oh, catchy sure. once again too. Um, yeah, yeah. TwitchCon 2019 pixel thoughts on that. I know that you were there in person. I was at home or whatever. I got to catch some of the live streams. I think it's some of the best IRL content that 
that ever ever happens is at either of the TwitchCon things. And I can't wait for Amsterdam because that's going to be pretty pretty good <laughs> for their IRL yeah, stream yeah. content as well. But thoughts on TwitchCon 2019 this year? Um, well, this year it was like um, more than ever, people were IRL streaming from there. Right. And like I couldn't walk like 10 feet without seeing someone with like some sort of mobile setup or a backpack just walking around. I was probably featured on probably I don't know how many streams just like in the background <laughs> walking around. Right. Um, I had a different experience than people watched watching on stream because I actually spent a good a good amount of time in the um, meet and greet section. Mm. Um, and line con, line con. Yeah, yeah. And it was probably one of the worst handled. I think Ooh. it sucked. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how they make it better, dude. I honestly, this is what I think. I think that we next year or the year after, I think they're going to go to a ticket system. I really, I I, I really do. I think that what will happen is you will, I, this is honestly, and I think this sucks. I think what will happen is that there will, you will register at on the TwitchCon website. And then it will say like, you have, I'm not kidding you, like maybe 10 tickets, like maybe even limit how many tickets you can get. You know what I mean? And it's like, please choose the top 10 streamers that you would like to go for. And like, maybe it's like out of the top, t- maybe with a 10, the top five you're guaranteed to go to, we'll make sure you go to there because you snagged it quick enough. And the other five are maybes. And then I think mm-hmm. if there's any other lines that are like dead lines or not a lot of people or something like that, they probably can look at analytics to be like, okay, yeah, Dr. Disrespect, you need a ticket. But then maybe for someone mm-hmm. who's like a little bit smaller, it's like, yeah, you don't need a ticket. You can just walk up and go there. But I, I think right. that there'll be some type of ticketing system, unfortunately. It's just too crazy from what I heard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's what's going to happen because um, same thing with San Diego Comic Con. If you want an autograph from a celebrity, you actually have to enter some sort of a raffle. Right. Um, this was a few years ago when I did this, but like a, a, a worker would hold a bag of tickets and you fish your, uh, put your hand in there. And if you pull out a ticket with a star on it, you got a spot in line. Wow. And that guaranteed you a spot to like, you know, get a, uh, an autograph and, you know, meet them and stuff. Right. But like that's what they did there was just no possible other way to like accommodate all these people that just wanted to just wait. Right. And, um, yeah, like, uh, I remember waiting for a streamer and, um, it was, uh, I believe they could only handle about a hundred to 150 people. And anything beyond that was just like, you, you just weren't going to be able to just because right. how much time it took to get to the front. Um, and, it really kind of sucks. So it was like, it, it was just such a small number of people, you know, maybe people have traveled from outside of LA from far away and, you know, they missed their chance just because like, it just, it, it, it wasn't possible to accommodate more than a hundred people and right. really sucked. Uh, um, do you think so, that could be yeah. mitigated by having more booths? How many, how many like meet and greet lines were there? Like 12? Uh, yeah, somewhere around 12. Do you think that so, would be like mitigated if they had maybe, I don't know, more lines or something like that? Or do you think that wouldn't have mattered? um more spaces probably would have helped Mm. um maybe longer sessions um probably also would have helped because i believe each session was about an hour an hour to an hour and a half um uh, i noticed some streamers actually came uh, a little earlier than their times and were able to get more people in so that was kind of cool of them right um but there there really isn't much you can do without just um either extending the amount of time for each streamer increasing the amount of like uh lines right um so we can just kind of like pack in more sessions and stuff like later down the line but like it's a tough problem it's it's kind of a tough problem for Um, sure 
that's that's always disappointing. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how you make that better though. The platform's just growing and it's just going to be harder and harder every time, unfortunately. Yeah. Ticketing is probably the only way to go to make it seem kind of fair and to make you um not waste time waiting in line when you really don't have a chance. Right. Um ticketing systems is probably really the only way to go and maybe kind of limiting and like doing like some sort of really hard cap on how long you can spend talking to the streamer mm, yeah because, um there were like some people I, I won't mention it but like they were just kind of like standing there chatting with them like uh giving them gifts and like you know and then like asking for like a video like a selfie like hey can you say hi to my friend and then just kind of like it just kept going on and on and on Right. And it really sucked up a lot of the time that was, you know, meant for a lot of other people. Right. And so, I mean, I think, I think that really... that that's probably going to be a thing as well. I remember going to meet and greet and meeting some people and it kind of sucked. But uh, it wasn't the one I went with with you, but there was another one I went to back in the day or whatever. And it was it was pretty much hard capped at about 30 seconds to a minute where mm-hmm. basically you walked up, um, you got the picture first just in yep. the guy like a staffer was there and he's like uh phones for picture basically you gave him it if you didn't give it to him like he wouldn't take your picture afterwards uh you could chat mm-hmm. with them for about 30 seconds and then it was just move right along i think they'll probably have to implement probably something like that as well unfortunately yeah yeah it really kind of sucks because you know twitch is built around like being close to your community you know you want to have the a more like intimate chat and stuff with uh, the the streamers right and unfortunately yeah it's gonna have to move towards a more like cold kind of impersonal meet and greet where you just kind of say hi like they have a quick word and then you just move on to the next person i mean it it is what it is uh you know i don't know you and i have social awareness some people don't though you know within twitch (laughs) but for me it's like i don't know i don't want i watch a ton of big streamers or whatever i'm not super invested in a lot of streams though in the sense of like oh man if i were to meet i don't know i'm just gonna throw a name out here like dr disrespect for example like oh man i want to tell my life story like he's a big guy you know he's a big streamer big dude he's not gonna remember me after that day realistically like i would just want a picture and leave you know what i mean and so like i think it's kind of like setting your expectations up to maybe realize that you know, that's how it's going to be if you go to like a long line, you know what I mean? And like, right, maybe mitigate that and not be like really upset. But I can see live stream fail posts or just complaints on Twitter next year if they do do something like that, where it's like, I only got 30 seconds to meet Dr. Disrespect or Tim the Hatman or Stroud or whoever, you know, well, Shroud doesn't stream on Twitch anymore, but you know what I mean? These big mm-hmm. streamers, like, I only got 30 seconds to talk. Like, what the heck? I paid for this. It's like, yeah, but keep in mind, these are huge people with thousands upon thousands of viewers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like even having yeah, two yeah. minutes is they're going to be there literally all day. And I know that right. this year, you know, good job on Twitch for this, though. But the big streamers had security. You know what I mean? Yes. And they had yeah, to. I, I, I remember like a bunch of people were like Tim the Tamman was like, I would not be able to do this if I did not have security. I would not have come. So yeah, I was yeah. Uh, sitting in the hallways. And I saw Tim the Tamman walking by and he had four bodyguards, like four. Yeah. Like, just surrounding him i saw um dr lupo also walking around with also like four different bodyguards and you know people tried to stop him to get an autograph or a picture and like you know they brushed him off like you know they had to get to a certain place by a certain time and yeah, yeah they, they, they they those bodyguards weren't on mission <laughs> yeah i mean that's just how it's gonna be as twitch grows or whatever and i think that's fine for me like that's okay i understand it or whatever but um you know i, I think i think you know they should do, some, in my opinion, they should do something like that where they have maybe a lottery system 
I'm less okay with, but if they were to do something where a staff member was on point and was like, okay, kind of, you know, puts his hand on her back. Okay. You guys got to go just to at mm-hmm. least get a picture or something like that, just to get as many people through it as fast as possible because the meet and mm-hmm. greets are only an hour long. You know what I mean? So you're looking yeah. at maybe still even then 120, 140, 150 people still though, yeah. at least it's something, you know? Yeah. I, I think that it's actually going to get to the point where, um, streamers may actually charge for a meet no and i don't think so i don't think it will really? happen i maybe way into the future that would happen but i can't see that happening on twitch i think there would be too much backlash yeah i think, I think um, even if that happened mm-hmm. at youtube or at vidcon there would be no way there'd be yeah, no I think, way um, i don't think with, so with, with like celebrities that you normally meet at comic con like you pay 50 dollars get an autograph people kind of look down on that already so i can kind of get your point It'll it'll definitely cut down the lines, you know. You make some money for it, but yeah, for a platform that is based primarily on donations, it's based on donations. It's based on community. It's based on like being heavily invested in this person. Like I can understand maybe paying fifty dollars to like meet Mark Hamill because I don't know the guy. He's Luke Skywalker, you know, and it's yeah. like very impersonal. But I would still not pay it because it's like he's already kind of rich. Like I don't really, you know what I mean. <laughs> he's already has a lot of money. Does he really need fifty more dollars? I don't know. That's how I kind of think sometimes, right? Or I can see other people thinking that way as well. Mm-hmm. Where I wouldn't even want to pay pay to to meet him, but I understand more so with like someone like Mark Hamill to be like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, that makes sense. It's Mark Hamill. This is a once in a lifetime thing. I get it. But then to like be like, I'm gonna pay even ten dollars to meet Doctor Disrespect. I just wouldn't do it. Like he's just a streamer to me. And I know to some people these are like big celebrities. I get it, but I think that would be so much backlash, especially since communities are literally their income already. Right, mm-hmm. like literally their income already. Uh, more transparently, their income compared to a celebrity because you do buy their merch or go see their movies, which pays them technically. But with the community, mm-hmm. it's like a one for one, very transparent. I gave you twenty dollars already, like legitimately, right? Uh, or mm-hmm. I give you five dollars a month. I don't think I could see that happening. I would be very shocked and very surprised if that happened at TwitchCon or any type of content creator type of meetup. Yeah. Maybe it will happen in the future, but who knows? Maybe like I think uh, one thing that could lessen the blow is by offering some sort of exclusive merch for that meet and greet. Like mm. um, I went to a Felicia Day meet and greet, and she was selling like copies of her book and like you know signing them and stuff like that. And that was like a that's point. Di- okay, yeah, that's true. That's a little different though. You know what I mean? That's like a book signing. You know what I mean? Where it's like you're buying the book anyway because you want to read it and you get it signed by her. I get that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I don't know, man. It, it's I. I it, I don't know, cause that, cause you're, cause like this is more of like I want to meet Doctor Disrespect, and also here's some merch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Instead <laughs> of like I wanted this merch anyway, and I get to meet Doctor Disrespect. Cool. There's a difference. <laughs> There's a huge difference there. I feel like, in my opinion, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, the main point of going there is to meet them. Yeah, and, exactly. You know, the, the the merch is like a side benefit. Mm, yeah, but I don't know. We'll see. Anyway. Moving yeah, on or whatever. Um, the last one I don't want to watch because it's pretty long and we watched a couple times on the stream. But Evolution of Twitch Music was um, probably something that was on there that was really, really great. If you guys haven't watched yes. it, I would highly recommend to check it out. We had a touch, t- tons of meme songs on there. If you guys are normies or if you're new to Twitch or whatever, <laughs> um, I would highly recommend it. There's so many songs in it that just bring back so many memories of like old Twitch and stuff like that as well uh, or whatever. Um, highly, highly recommend that. Uh, to go to go and check it out or whatever. Um, okay, so anyway, 
Um, I think it's time to just briefly kind of go over our personal picks and stuff like that. Uh, we do have a section with clips, but we went over them a lot yesterday in yesterday's episode uh, slash stream or whatever. So if you guys want to check that out, uh, I would go and check those out there. Um, we talked about them as well, but I think it's time for us to kind of start wrapping up it a little bit and go to our personal picks of clips and news uh, and rising streamers and just kind of lump them all uh, into one or whatever. Um, some of these we've already kind of gone through or whatever, so I don't really have to go through, uh, most of mine or whatever, but, um, you know, um, I think really quickly, I guess I'll go first and then you can go or whatever. We'll figure it out. But okay. I think one of the big ones, and uh, I guess I'll show the clip because we've already seen the clip technically, but I, I just kind of wanted to show it again or this might be really loud to, too, by the way, guys. So I do, I do apologize or whatever, but, um, oh, okay. This is like him talking about it or whatever, but, um. I voted for this as most emotional yeah, clip or whatever, but uh, Greek losing weight is something that I personally think is probably one of the coolest things I've ever seen on this platform uh, in, in a long time or whatever. It's, it's a mental thing. It really um, if you guys don't know who Greek God X is, he's been on the platform for a really, really long time and blew up in the last couple of years and always has been <clears throat> a heavier uh, a set guy. And uh, he lost about 150 to 170 pounds. Uh, this amazing. this year, um, just by dieting, exercising, controlling his weight, uh, I think he legitimately said, like at first, he would literally just like move his arms around, <laughs> like while he's wow. sitting in bed and stuff, just to like get some for like twenty minutes straight, just to get some exercise. Graduated to walking and just swimming and mm -hmm. stuff like that, and other uh, more intense things, and uh, lowered his calorie count and stuff like that. And uh, you know, the clip uh, that's in your. Um, uh, show notes I would definitely highly check out but it was him just saying that you know it's a mental battle he really struggles with his weight loss and stuff like that and uh, I don't know I it, uh, you know as someone who also has struggled with this type of stuff as well um, I, it really hit home for me as well or whatever um, but I'm just really proud of the guy I'm it's one of the first times I've been like dang like I'm not like I'm not super invested in streamers but it's like dang dude like if I can meet this guy I would just be like, dude, that's awesome. Like, congratulations or whatever. It really hit, like, a personal uh, thing for me and just be like, dude, that really inspired me to do a lot of good stuff or whatever. Um, so yeah. congrats to him. I, I, that's my first clip for sure. It's just him losing all that weight. It's just, it's mm -hmm. crazy. Yeah, it's actually really powerful. People forget that, you know, this is still an addiction. It's, even though it's food, people can be addicted to it. And, yeah. you know, it's a very powerful thing when someone has to deal with those, you know, those kind of, demons mm -hmm. and overcoming them and it's just like it's really inspirational actually yeah i, I think what also kind of hit home for me too is greek is um you know mo he's you know he's the lovable funny guy that's in your group the guy that's always joking around you know maybe he's the butt end of some jokes too much or something like that you know and you don't really see this emotional side of him where he gets kind of serious and he's like hey guys i'm struggling with this or this is really hard for me today so this clip kind of made me realize that like a lot of streamers struggle with a lot of things that um, you may not see on or off camera, which is, mm -hmm. uh, I just think really powerful. And I think that's why it impacted me personally, like even more so than, mm -hmm. uh, than usual when it comes to this. Cause you don't see this side of him. I feel like sometimes, uh, and it's great. It's great that this was eight months ago. And after this clip, it's like, dude, he did it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he, yeah. he, uh, he put, he pushed through this or whatever, which is like, which is really, really cool, uh, to see for sure or whatever. So I think like yeah. overall, it's just like, uh. Yeah, I, 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 you know, props to him, props to him, or whatever. Okay, I don't know if you have anything sure. to add, add to that, uh, Pixel. Um, not really. I'm just like, this is kind of like super inspiring, and also just like, it 
reminds people that they are people too. You know, mm. streamers are still people, and they have their own um, things that they're they're dealing with. That they just, you know, they're just like us. You know. Yeah, yeah for sure, a, for sure. Reminder. For sure. Um, next up, uh, Pixel. Any cl- uh, what 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 clip should we bring bring to the table here for you? Okay, so the one that I had, um, it always makes me laugh. I think mm. it's hilarious, and it's Sushi Dragon. Okay, let me let me pull it up right here so we can I can watch it on stream or whatever, and you can you can talk about it. Yeah. Sushi Dragon's like one of those streamers that I'm just constantly amazed by because he is always pulling these amazing like scenes just out of nowhere, and he's just like this amazing creative person. oh gosh okay so cockroach interrupts sushi dragon's interview with hassan if uh for people on audio if you uh are still listening it's one of those he sees a cockroach and he ends up killing it with uh with the with the sword and you you gotta get the visuals definitely check out the clip for sure guys it's pretty funny it's so funny like i just love sushi for just being like Mm. this incredibly creative person and this there's so much to unpack out of this one clip yeah um just like the timing of that quality content when it comes up the fact that he like goes Mm. back to like a sofa a chair and he sits on top of the cushion like the back yeah and like the the part where he has to actually go out of character for a little bit just because he has to get rid of this cockroach and he pulls this sword from out of nowhere this keys keyblade yeah they just for some reason keeps around yeah it's so like, good when i first saw this thing i was just completely like i lost it it was so funny to me oh it's so um, good i just i i love sushi just because like i respect him as a streamer yeah because it must be so incredibly difficult to come up with these like scenes right and to, create these transitions like i have a massive amount of respect for him as a streamer for sure um, for sure so he is constantly working and like his brain is constantly going mm-hmm. i don't know how he's able to keep doing this for however long his streams are, are like it's just a massive amount of like effort and mental like effort like yeah it's so insane to me yeah I don't know if I've been missing his streams as well, but I feel like he hasn't streamed on his main channel in a while, and I hope he gets back to that as well. Because I yeah, haven't seen him stream channel. on his main channel. Like, I see him on other people's streams more now with oh. the roommates he lives with. So I, I do hope he gets back to it or whatever, because I haven't yeah. seen him stream in a while. Um, yeah, okay, yeah, I think uh, we'll do a couple more clips, one from me and one from you, and then we'll probably just uh, just go to our rising streamers and probably end it there. Uh, okay. But, um, yeah, Um I guess, I guess for me, you know, one of the, the, okay. So I have two, I technically have two more, but this will go really fast. So we can show off your two as well. But one of the things that we, I briefly talked about or whatever, or have mentioned before, uh, is this picture by Nim. And I, I really like this picture for a lot of reasons. I think it's a really good art piece. It took him a really long time to make or whatever. Uh, if you guys don't know, the original meme is basically people are making a cafeteria tables, um, you know, but then they were like with sports teams or pretty normy stuff. But Nim ended up taking it and making one about Twitch. And he captioned the picture, you know, what table would you sit at? 
at the high school lunch table, you know? And I think just this picture in general, it's a lot of effort and there's a lot of memes like number two, for example, is all the Hearthstone people and there's Reckville yeah. missing lethal on BlizzCon or we have Doc <laughs> being transparent at the big kids table or, you know, Greek when he was heavier, you know, he has like a dent in the table, you know, uh, all the band streamers are over here, all the people who have left, like uh, at the time who had left, um, mm -hmm. you know, the platform were there, you know, train wrecks is over here by Gordon Ramsay or whatever, because he's always watching it. But I just think that this picture really encapsulates Twitch and why mm -hmm. I personally really love this platform and why I still stream on it and why I haven't moved to YouTube or Mixer or Facebook or whatever. Um, kind, kind of a kind of funny side note story here or whatever, but um, back in uh, back in 2014-2015, I actually got approached by this company called Beam. Um, if you guys are here recently from my streams, right, I used to stream a game called Heroes of the Storm, and I wasn't super big, but I wasn't super small in the, uh, in the scene but uh, a, a sizable amount of my viewers came from uh, here, this game called Heroes of the Storm. And this company called Beam approached me and actually said, hey, we'll pay you. And it was not a lot. It was not enough for me to move over. Back then, affiliate didn't exist, though. So, But I, I, it was, I'll say this. It was less than four digits. They, but they wanted to pay me um, you know, three-digit numbers to stream on their platform a month, maybe 40 hours. And I was like, it's not worth it. Like 40 Ooh, to 50 hours. Uh, it was bad. Uh -uh. But if you guys didn't know... Beam ended up getting uh, buying out Hitbox, and then Hitbox and Beam merged together. Then a year later, Hitbox and Beam got bought by Microsoft and became Mixer. Mm. And so I actually, I always tell people that I was actually approached by Mixer because it makes more sense. But I pretty much was approached by Mixer to actually stream exclusively on the exclusively on their platform for about a year. And if you think Mixer's small now, it was way smaller back then. They wanted me in there for Heroes of the Storm and to stream there, and I declined them. Uh, just because wow. the hours to pay they were giving me was not worth it. First of all, I did right, the math right. with some friends, but um, I don't know. Just seeing this picture here kind of reminds me of that because this is kind of why I stayed on this platform, regardless of my viewership or how often I stream or how often Pixel streams or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. Is just like in a weird sense, it's like this picture is very calming to me and very like I don't know. Not beautiful is not the right word, but it's cool. Mm -hmm. It's very cool because. There's so there's so many streamers on this table, and there's probably so many that are left out mm -hmm. still. But it's so cool that you can kind of see this is like kind of everything that Twitch has to offer. You know, these different groups of people, but they're all still going to the same high school or school, or they're still in the same area because it's Twitch. You know, we have the IRL, the Hearthstone people, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? The memers, you know what I mean? The IRL people. The Raj people, the Mizkif people, the Overwatch people, the you know, it's just everything. The big yeah. streamers. It's it's really cool to see this or whatever. And I, I don't know. I, I think it I, I wanted to give this like a special shout out for sure. I think this is one yeah. of the coolest things that came from Twitch or whatever. It's just this kind of reminder uh, yeah, of the platform. It's like a, a like a reminder or or a realization that, you know, there's something for everybody. Yeah. Um like whoever you are, whatever your interests, you'll find something on Twitch. Yeah. And you'll find a community that really loves the thing that you love too yeah um and you will find a place that where you can fit in and you know find friends and share and like-minded people and so it's kind of a it's kind of a wholesome thing you know it's yeah, kind of just sure. like this wholesome idea that you know like we are not alone that we always find something 
um, that we can connect with. And you know, I think that's really cool. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, um, that, that was mine, uh, really, really briefly or whatever. Um, uh, that I, I guess this is like the, the main one that I wanted to show up. I don't know if there's, uh, I, I have a suggestion for you, Pixel. I think that the third, this one that I'm highlighting right here is the one that you should go over. <laughs> or whatever, because okay. we haven't talked about it yet. And I think that was actually a really good one. But that's your that call if you want to go over that one for your let's for your last clip. Okay. Uh, right, go for it, Pixel. I'm going to play it and uh, you kind of describe what's going on here. All right. I'm going to watch it in sync with the sync with, sync with the stream. Okay. No worries. So it'll be, it'll be a couple of days. Can, can you can you load? The clip's not loading. Oh, here we go. Here we go. That penis was massive. I'll let it play. My eyes. We're gonna what? get banned. Oh. Wait. You heard that? <laughs> <laughs> Wait. How did I stick? Oh my goodness. Sorry, guys. The audio is really okay, loud. Listen, Jody. <laughs> I don't understand how I'm always in the Discord without knowing. Wait. I don't understand. Okay, listen. I can explain. All right. The penis was a comic pasta. Okay, in the chat. All right. <laughs> um. Bye. Um. Yeah. So go for it, Pixel. I think that was so good. I think honestly, I'm sad I didn't submit anything to Nim's New Year's award show because I think that should have been in there. As yeah, like really the one where it's like they didn't know or whatever that that category where it's like they didn't know something happened or whatever or like their mic yeah. was on you know I think that that this one should have been on here that was so good yeah so like there's so many layers here that's why I love this clip like Valkyrie is one of my um my one of my favorite streamers um mm -hmm. and I've been following her for like years um but so she has this thing where she just screams into her mic she doesn't True. have a condenser or anything and anything like she will scream for like any little thing that scares her and for some reason the input for her her stream switched to her webcam and so like it became this really like messed up like scuffed audio and the the fact that she was just somehow signed into discord without even knowing in whatever like chat group that they were in it's just like <laughs> it was so yeah. funny to me that she is like the like she she needs help. <laughs> yeah, def no, yeah, that's that's definitely for sure. <laughs> she gets into all of these situations, and somehow, like, she just like it was just like this. I don't know the series of unfortunate events that led to this clip is just is so funny to me. It's so good. It's actually so good. I was like, I'm just gonna let this clip speak for itself because it was just so funny to me. <laughs> It it was actually like really really good or whatever. It, it should have been in like that that Nim like that Nim like end of the year like type of like thing in my opinion or whatever. You know, yeah. on honestly, I think totally it should. it should have been in there or whatever. Um, Absolutely. Anyway, uh, hold on, I'm gonna do some some stuff right here. So uh, I'm gonna minimize this, and then I'm I think I'm gonna move this over here. Give me one give me one second, chat or whatever. Hold okay. on, let me figure this out. Uh, we're not leaking anything, right? No, we're not. Good. Okay, so I'm going to disable this. Uh, transition to this really quick. Anyway, um, yeah, so I think the next up, I think the final thing that we'll be talking about is honestly um, just kind of rising streamers, noticeable people that were like on the pot platform or whatever. Oh, there's my show notes, uh -huh. but it's fine. Uh, and all that good stuff or whatever. But um, I think that's kind of the 
you know, those are all the clips we're going to be talking about or whatever. But I think that, um, you know, the last thing that we kind of talk about is kind of just notable, notable streamers that were on the platform and, uh, and whatnot. And, uh, you know, kind of just mention them or briefly talk about why you think that they are that. So uh, Pixel, if you want to yeah. take it away with your top three or however many you want to do or whatever. Um, yeah. So, so my top three for this year, uh, it's going to be Sakuno, my Higa and Ewok. Okay. So, um, Sakuno, for anybody who doesn't know him, he's, uh, I think typically a league streamer, but he's been playing a lot of games with uh, people from offline and he, he kind of, um, got this reputation for being this really, really wholesome, like amazingly nice guy. Mm but he also sounds like he's from an anime. True. Yeah. <laughs> but like he has this way of speaking that's really, really interesting. And it's like, I don't know. He just seems like a really, really genuine, nice guy and like amazing. Like he just, I don't know. Like there's just something about him that just makes you feel like, yeah, yeah. He's just like a really cool guy. He might be a little shy, but like, you know, he just feels really genuine and like it just, became his thing and just like i just really admire that about him yeah um, for sure on a, on a platform that's kind of like where most people just kind of be want to be edgy and just like really loud and like brash you have this really kind of quiet like thoughtful um just wholesome dude and it's just like a really nice contrast right for sure um next up uh maya higa um, I talked about this yesterday, but like I think that she is um she's done a lot for this platform in ways that um a lot of people didn't expect. She's mm -hmm. actually an animal conservationist and she has raised a ton of money for all of these causes. Um and they're really, really worthwhile causes about like animal conservation and just trying to help animals. It's just like I don't see that very often and right i think that she has a really really good heart really good head on her shoulders and is just fighting for causes that a lot of people don't really think about um and so i think it's really important those issues get um some notice as well mm -hmm. um and my third choice ewok um she came out of nowhere um the reason that i think that she's special is because she plays fortnite Okay, that's not the reason okay good <laughs> i was like don't pause there <laughs> <laughs> let's get into that let's okay. get into that but she plays for phase like mm -hmm. she was actually picked up by phase and became a content creator for them but it's i think it's just amazing that she can actually play and she plays well but deaf and yeah. I'm, I'm like really like absolutely astounded by that yeah, like for the sure. Fact that, like, like, like that, that she's fourteen. Like, it's even besides the point. Mm -hmm. Like, she like has this ability to play very competitively with a disability, and I think that's incredible to me. Like, I think right. that's actually like astounding and deserving of a ton of respect. Right. So, for sure. And uh, yeah, I think uh, she's one of my rising streamer picks for this year. Fair, fair. Um, so I'm gonna go over a couple of mine or whatever. Uh, no particular order as well. Uh, I think Pixel would say the same that his were in no particular order as well. Yeah, yeah. But um, for uh, you know, first up for me is thirty nine Daff. Um, the reason why I chose her is because um, 
which is twitch.tv slash 39 def. All their links are going to be in the, the show notes, uh, Pixels links as well uh, for all those these people as well. But 39 def is definitely somebody uh, that I thought was a pretty good rising streamer that's been on my radar for uh, a little bit here. Um, I, you know, I didn't actually realize that I've been following her for a while, for a little bit now, but I just kind of put her in the background. Apparently she made Tyler one's background image, his desktop image of him mm. going like that or whatever. And like with all the numbers in the background, it's like very colorful. Apparently she made his desktop background image like years ago, wow. like a couple of years ago when he had like his comeback stream. So she's been around for a while and in, in the scene for a while. But, um, mm. you know, I, I put her in there for a couple of reasons. I'm not a huge creative uh, streamer when it comes to being creative as well as watching creative streams. I tend to find a lot of them pretty boring, to be honest. No offense to anyone who's out there who does do creative streams. They're just not my thing. Um, but for for her, um, she's one of the only streams that I have seen that can uh, I can watch because of, one, I like her art. And uh, but then two, I think her she has a great personality and kind of a bantering type of personality that's a little bit more uh, on the edgy side, which is great for the platform as well. Um, I feel like a lot of art streamers on this platform, while um, I can't even draw a stick figure properly, are very very talented. Um, for me personally, when I watch our, our creative streams, them doing whatever they're talented at, uh, whether that be music or cooking or dancing or drawing or singing usually isn't enough for me i also need kind of that personality backing them as well uh and so a lot of the times i'll find someone who's really really good or really really talented but i won't watch them beyond initial because it's like yeah their personality is kind of not that good and i think mm -hmm. she has a good blend of both of those things or whatever um i think also i chose her because she really has i think breathed new life and set a new standard for what a creative streamer should be on the platform i think that's a huge thing as well um, very true that like her her streams are really really good when she's just drawing or when she's playing games etc and i think that her rise of fame you could say oh it's because she's a girl or because she's on live stream fails or whatever it might be but there's been a ton of people uh this year who have been hosted by live stream fails get clips on live stream fails and they don't they don't make it out and they kind of get forgotten and she has that staying power. And I think mm -hmm. just the way she entertains chat, the way she draws everything about her, she has those good combinations of, of a handful of things that allows her to, you know, I think now, honestly, I don't know, don't quote me on it, but I feel like she's one of the, the biggest maybe emote artist on Twitch or she's painting or she's definitely up there with a creative as like a creative streamer. And I think she's really setting in a good way, the standard of which maybe creative streamers can approach how they do things uh, with their streams. So I chose her first. Uh, that was my first choice that came to mind. Uh, Hot Chubby was another one that came to mind as well, uh, mostly because uh, of her uh, her work effort when it comes to streaming. From what I understand, she plans things about two to three weeks in advance wow. with what her streams are and has like a rigid schedule or whatever. I know Nim was kind of joking about on his stream where he's like, she messaged him and she's like, do you want to do a collab stream? He's like, yeah, sure. I have nothing to do today. And she's like, awesome. It'll be two weeks from now on the 15th. And he's like, Oh, <laughs> like I have nothing, you know, like because, you know, streamers usually don't schedule things or plan things. But I think it's really impressive that um, she plans things out super far in advance. She has some really unique streams every day of her stream that I've been to. It's been something different. There'll be a desktop stream this day, IRL stream this day, collab stream with this person this day, serious talks on this day, singing stream on this day. She does a little bit of everything and it's very rigid scheduled to where you know exactly where she is. I also just find it incredibly impressive that she's literally been learning English for about seven months now. And yeah, uh, yeah. as a second language or whatever, and has been, uh, you know, learning, uh, 
you know, English and stuff like that through ch- uh, chat and through other means or whatever, which I think is really, really impressive. So totally. I give it to her too. Uh, next up, um, Slicker. It's Slicker. Um, the biggest affiliate on this platform, hands down or whatever. I <laughs> uh, can't catch his streams too much of the time, but uh, you know I'm giving it to him for a number a number of reasons or what or for a couple of re- uh, a number of reasons. But I think the main reason being is that um, he breathes back into Twitch what I fell in love with Twitch, uh, and we've mentioned this a lot during this podcast episode. But just him being not PC. You know what I mean? And uh-huh. not being PG and kind of saying whatever the heck he wants and kind of being a gamer and kind of what uh-huh. built this platform is propping up these people who have these unique and, you know, uh, personalities on the platform. Sure. And so, yeah. you know, watching his stream in a good way takes me back to what old Twitch was all about. It's it's all jokes. It's all memes. You know, hey, I might say something a little edgy, but everyone knows it's a joke. You know, I feel like a lot of the culture nowadays I think the problem with the culture for me, this might be my boomer moment coming out, is over the last few years, we haven't been able to laugh at ourselves. Um, You know what I mean? Someone makes a joke about uh, somebody or something and everyone gets offended by it. And if we can't laugh at ourselves, I think that's a really big issue in society or as a culture as a whole. You know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. It's just for me personally. So Slicker, for sure. He's up there as one of my uh, top streamers. And then last but not least, Ms. Kiff is up there as one of uh, the top streamers, uh, the rising streamers as well. He started this year out with a very small viewership and kind of uh, skyrocketed to being one of the biggest streamers on the platform. But uh, once again, same type of concept, same type of thing. I think he really brings back that old feeling of Twitch, of what made Twitch fun, you know what I mean? And kind of going crazy in his antics. Um, I love his dynamic when it comes to just all the streamers in his house, in the house as well that he's kind of this this main central hub where he can pull in these streamers um, and give them a platform and give them an opportunity to really grow and make themselves as their own or whatever. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I think that yeah. I think that's great. And I think that's awesome that he bring you know, and that it's never been a competition with him. He bring he doesn't just, you know, bring in, you know, the the biggest streamers and surround himself with yes men or something like that. He brings in streamers of all different um, you know, backgrounds as well as all different viewer sizes and stuff like that and you can just tell when he interacts with them like they're friends they're they're really you know they're actually good decent friends with each other and i love just the interactions i love how he interacts on his own though and just having those interactions is really really cool and really really key and then also he kind of propped up pixels top choice which is maya higa as well because they are you know, currently dating as of the recording of this podcast Uh or whatever as well so you know being able to prop up just other people on the platform and giving them like a a light or whatever is really really cool and uh yeah so um anyway those are our top rising streamers um podcast has been going on for a little while now but i guess just um i don't know pixel myself i guess just really quick closing thoughts i'll go really really quick really fast or whatever and then what pixel out the floor and then we'll we'll close it out for the year um yeah 2019 on twitch was good um overall i think that it's good to kind of reflect and remember why we love twitch uh twitch this year i feel like was under a lot of scrutiny we Uh felt i felt like almost every day there was some drama happening between this streamer that streamer or there was problems with um people getting banned on the platform or people not getting partnered or people getting partnered who shouldn't or um you know issues that went into the news when it came to just general things of just things people were doing or saying on their stream and stuff like that. And so this year on Twitch really tested the platform. And I think that's a good thing in a way because it will allow Twitch to be consistent and stuff like that. 
Um, a lot of people also left the platform, which I think is great for competition as well that we talked about. But um, I think overall on Twitch, uh, it's good to have this podcast just because I think that it's very easy for us because we do this a lot on our podcast too. It's very easy for you to find negatives and things just in life in general. Um, I took a class in restaurant management a long time ago. And one of the things they said was that if you have a bad experience at a restaurant, um, the person is on average uh, going to tell about a hundred people <laughs> about the, about mm -hmm. that bad experience. But if you have a good yeah. experience at a restaurant, uh, the average person tells about 10 to 15 people about that good experience. Right. Uh, and that, maybe yeah. that's just human nature. Maybe we just focus on the negatives or whatever, or maybe because we're all conceited or something like that and selfish, <laughs> we focus on, yeah, that's what we deserve to have. We deserve to have that good service. So I think it's good to have this and be our last episode, maybe, <laughs> of the year, just to reflect on all the good things that happened on Twitch, you know what I mean, over the last year. Uh, I made a lot of friends on Twitch, on stream and off stream, uh, and moderate for some great communities. Pixel and I are still friends, which is also a plus as well, through all that. Um, we started this podcast um, I this year in April um, uh, yeah, as we well. Did. We started this podcast in April as well, and uh, it just came together because I needed a good friend of mine who also knew Twitch just as much as me, just like their backhand, who had a passion to talk about that. So shout outs to Pixel too. Thanks, man, for staying with me for 40 episodes now. <laughs> um, I honestly, honestly, when I was honestly, I've, I haven't said this to Pixel on or off stream, so I think this is the best time. I honestly had backup hosts because I didn't know if you you wanted to stick like i didn't know like if we were going to do this for 10 episodes or five episodes and you were like nah really? this isn't me yeah because i know kind of your personality a little bit and i know that like some like this isn't like i i think like we, you talked about this earlier but you're like this is really helping like uh being able to like improv improvise talk and stuff like that yeah. or like help get topics out and so like i just remember being like okay well just in case like i'll have a couple other people who want to mm -hmm. do this or whatever because it was really spontaneous for anyone who's like still listening this was a really spontaneous podcast. I think I remember it being like a Wednesday and I was like, wouldn't this be a good podcast idea pixel where we just shoot the crap about anything? We're not limited on what we talk about. Uh, we can talk about anything. And he was like, yeah, that's a good idea. And I think we recorded our first episode on a Friday. So it was like a Wednesday to Friday. We were like, boom. Yeah, and we recorded yeah. our first episode. We literally just hit record and that was it. Yeah, this was like, oh man, this is somewhere in 20, 2018. I can't remember. This is like in my previous apartment, actually, when we started doing uh, Deep Thoughts. Yeah. And we were just like, you know, really off the cuff, like, hey, you want to do something and try it out? And I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? I don't know what came over me. I don't know what, like, what the decision was. I'm very good at and convincing like, people to do things, I feel like, sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, right? I was like, yeah, you know what? I'll give it a shot. You know, it'll be fun. We just, like, you know, shoot the crap and, like, you know, just whatever and hang out. And so... We just did it on like a Friday night, I think it was. Yeah. And yeah, like I, the main reason I wanted to do this was because I have trouble um, coming, coming up with things to say and um, just like, you know, speaking ability. And so I thought this was a really cool like opportunity to just, just um, improve on that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and being able to talk about Twitches, which is something that I really, really love and, and deeply care about. And so like these two things coming together just made for a really cool opportunity for me to just be like, um, just, you know, get out there and try something new and just, uh, uh, have fun doing it. And yeah. so like, uh, that's why, that's why I've stayed for so long. It's just for like, sure. I enjoy doing it and just, cool. uh, having the chance to just like, you know, shoot the crap, like, you know, once a week and it's just, it's just fun. 
Cool, man. Good, good to know. Good to know we never replaced you, except for a few times when you were on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I, I, you know, that's pretty crazy. We started this podcast as well. I don't think we're gonna end anytime soon, guys. But who knows what the future may hold? Um, you know, for 2020, you know, one of the goals that I have, at least for this podcast, is um, pretty much nothing. Um, honestly, I, I think <laughs> keep keep talking about what we what we talk about. Keep talking about the Twitch stuff. Keep bringing our our, our different personalities. Keep letting Pixel talk more because we, you know, I don't know if we get complaints about that anymore, but we used to um as well so that was a thing early on was, yeah it was mostly about my mic i think which i got a new one so, yeah so know, we're improving we don't, we don't end this soon yeah goal goals for tw- goals for 2020 for this podcast um honestly um i wouldn't be opposed to sponsorships i don't think that will happen anytime soon because of the edginess of it all or whatever um i also <laughs> hope that other pod honestly one of my goals for 2020 is probably to inspire more people to do podcasts there's not a lot of podcasts on twitch uh, or about Twitch, uh, from what I've looked at, um, a lot uh-huh. of them are mostly just like, "Hey, I'm a Fortnite guy. This is my Fortnite podcast. By the way, I also stream on Twitch or something like that." Um, there's not a lot yeah. of podcasts about Twitch, and it, it's really hard to do it. We try to do it with deep thoughts, but I think that this format was just a little bit better, where we could talk about a little bit of everything and anything we wanted to. Uh, uh-huh. It's very therapeutic in a way too to just be able to talk with uh, one of your good friends and uh like you know just talk about your week or just talk about ideas or thoughts that you've had as well or whatever so um i do want to inspire a lot more people i do want to get more guests on the podcast as well it's just really hard to plan it with people or whatever and it's it's really hard because um it might not seem like it because the podcast sometimes at times can be really scuffed but i i really do hold the podcast in high regards when it comes to um, who we have on the podcast. I want to make sure that they're actual friends that like both of us know pretty well and that we can also mm-hmm. vibe with or whatever. So I don't want to just, I, most of the time it's people that pixel and I have both know that we both have played video games with, or I've hung out with IRL. I'm really hesitant with bringing on. And I know I see your emails a lot guys as well. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I'm really hesitant to kind of just bring on someone that like, maybe we do kind of know, but we've never really talked off stream or we've never really met up IRL or we've never played games on stream. Cause I really want that chemistry and that flow to go like really really good but i do i am working on trying to get some more guests on the stream whether it be big big streamers smaller streamers or or uh whoever it might be or whatever um you know and just kind of bring those people onto the plot uh onto the podcast and stuff to talk about that as well so yeah yeah um but yeah i mean good uh yeah just to kind of wrap it up or whatever twitch is amazing i love it still uh the communities are great uh i don't think that we can find anything else like this on another platform when it comes to just uh content creators of every of every kind or whatever um it's it's really awesome that you know you can kind of tell a lot about a person through what music they listen to right um you know uh, genres of music and i feel like i can tell the same when i meet someone and who knows twitch and i'm like oh who do you watch on twitch i can tell a lot about that person from the communities they like or the communities that they watch or whatever so i think that's really cool as well so keep doing you twitch improve on those things that we complained about for the last 39 episodes though and uh you know we will be gold and we only complain because we care so much we care way too much about this platform exactly. uh, i feel you like know at what? times this podcast this podcast is kind of like our way of saying like hey we want to make it better you yeah. know this is like uh, contributing to a twitch that we want to see yeah. and so like that's kind of like what i see this podcast as being i don't know if that's like your view as well but i i see this as trying to like you know enact the change you know 
bring about a change that we want to see. Yeah, I think it's good that we actually have a podcast that, I don't know, we can have voice, like, we can at least voice some of those opinions on or whatever. And like I said, I, I, I do hope that for anyone listening out there, um, if you guys want to message me or email me on how to set this up, it's super, super simple and super, super easy. But, you know, I, I you know, we did start this podcast because there was not a lot of podcasts, unfortunately, out there for Twitch. And I think that should be something that's changed or whatever, uh, you know, for sure. But anyway, guys, uh, I think before we go on any further, I think that's going to wrap it up for us. Uh, this is most likely our last episode, by the way, of no content for at least 2019. Um, at least with the scheduling over here in NA and actually technically around the world. Uh, next Monday is the 23rd. Pixel, I'm technically free for an episode, so if you're down, we'll talk about it and figure it out or whatever. I will be free yeah. all day yeah. that day. So that this may not be our last one. And then the 30th Monday, uh, I will not be free. Uh, that's the day before New Year's Eve. So we may have another episode. We may not. I don't know. But if we don't, we'll see you guys in 2020 with hopefully bigger and better podcasts and uh, you know less scuffed, uh, hopefully I get a new camera <laughs> and hopefully uh, Pixels Audio doesn't cut out or our internet's more stable and I don't know and maybe I'll make my bed sometime but anyway guys uh, <laughs> I dressed up for you so deal with it anyway guys love you guys thank you guys so much and uh, Pixel any really quick last closing words from you no I think that's good I think we can uh, sign off for the night awesome so thanks guys for listening to us thanks for supporting us as always and uh, yeah hopefully we'll uh, catch you soon take care see you guys <laughs>